good uh, song leading. I appreciate the prayer and everything and everything that's going on. And if during the announcements, if I left off something that was supposed to be done, my apologies on that. Uh, I do have one that I left off, but I kind of left it off because it fits right in with what we may be going to talk about. The youth group has left everyone gifts on the pews. We tried to cover everyone using the directory. Please do not be offended if we miss someone. There are extras in the foyer for anyone who wants one, especially visitors. Thanks, everybody, and Merry Christmas. You know, it is that time of year that, uh, by the way, Someone lost earring, it's up here. I know it's not mine, I know it's not T.A.S., I know it's not Bradley's. Okay. Has absolutely nothing to do with the lesson. But it is that time of year. And you know, in a few days, I'm going to be opening some gifts. Many of y'all are going to be opening gifts. And you know, what an exciting time that it is that you get those gifts that others have brought to you, your loved ones, others that, uh, that know you, and you get them really with no obligation. And that's what's neat, I guess, about it, isn't it? So this time of year, our gifts. And as we begin our lesson this morning, Let's begin with prayer. Would you bow with me, please? Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful to be here this morning. And Father, we are thankful and we pray that we'll be mindful of the gifts that you give us. Be with us, Father, and help us to listen. And help me, Father, to clearly state and, and do this lesson. And Father, we're so thankful for all that you do for us. We're thankful, Father, for your Son, who came and gave himself for us, for the hope of a home in heaven. Be with us through our services, Father. For as in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> as you think about gifts, and as we do this lesson, now what I have done is I have took the word gifts, and I've kind of, y'all know what a, an acronym is. I've let each letter of that represent something. And if I can do this right, we're going to talk about five gifts that God has given us using that word. The first word, the first gift that we look at is the word grace. You know, there's probably other things I cover in this lesson that the word grace is going to cover. And we always ask that question, what is grace? Well, you know, those of us who've been around a while, 
<laughs> Grace is unmerited favor. What does that mean? The grace of God is something that He has given us. And the word, the term unmerited favor doesn't do it justice. We get something that we do not deserve. Sometimes my mama gave me stuff I deserved, and you kind of know where I'm going there with that, right? But a lot of times we get things that we don't deserve. But with God, I, and I'll be honest with you as I can with this, when I talk about the grace of God, when I try to understand His grace, I really haven't wrapped my head around that yet. It is so massive, so, so great, so encompassing of everything that He does for us. Because it is His grace that has given us everything that we have. Everything about who we are centers around God's grace. That free gift. And sometimes, you know, we look at that, well, that grace, you know, and I hope we don't get into this, but sometimes we feel like we have got to earn that. Folks, God's grace is so big, so massive, so much, that there's nothing we could do to work to earn that, to deserve that. That's why it's a gift. It is something that is given. <clears throat> and it's not something that God gave begrudgingly. It is something that God gave freely that He wanted to. That He had to figure out a way. Well, He didn't really have to do much figuring. He knew what He was going to do. From the time that He created the heavens and the earth, God knew what He was going to do for us. That grace to provide us. And remember everything that we may talk about is going to revolve around that grace. <clears throat> the next thing we look at, the next letter that I look, <clears throat> by the way, Ephesians 2 and 5, is where we find out it is by grace that we are saved. The next letter we look at is I. And I use the term inspiration. A gift from God is an inspiration. And of course we know that <clears throat> we look for, for inspiration. You look at Second Peter chapter 1. In verses 21, it tells us that no prophecy of Scripture came by private interpretation, but holy men of God spoke as moved by the Holy Spirit. So, so God's Word was inspired by Him, Himself, the inspiration. <clears throat> but as you look at that and the inspiration that is there, you know, you, you go to, to Matthew, 
You know, actually, there's, there's about three verse chapters in there. Chapter 5, 6, and 7. And, and we know that as the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. It is the one that includes what we have tagged the Beatitudes. Blessed are those. An inspiration to those who who may be downtrodden, to those who can't see any way out of their situation, to those who have been abused, neglected, taken advantage of. Jesus inspires us through His teachings, through His lesson. And you look at some of those stories. Some of those stories that we find, whether they be in the Old Testament or, or the New Testament, the inspiration that we get to see those people who, who may have, have the same flaws that we have, and we see them overcome those flaws to become followers of God. Inspiration of those who may have been left out. When you look at the genealogy of Jesus, I mean, you have some, some people in there who, in many sense to us, wouldn't belong. You look at Rahab. Why would she be in the lineage of a king? She was a harlot, as the Bible describes her. You look at Ruth, a Moabite from people who, who worshipped idols. But yet, Ruth married Boaz and was in the lineage of Christ. You look at so many of these people, but then you have the good characters too. You have those, those people like Joseph who, who was who was cast aside by his own brother, sold into slavery, but yet rose to a level of leadership that he saved his nation. He saved his people. And you have Daniel. Daniel, who you, you look at, and, and Daniel carried off in captivity, taken away from his home. was part of the royal family. <coughs> Served. Kings and foreign, but still served God. And gave us so many good things. And actually told us some things about the church that would be coming. Through the prophecies that he saw. An inspiration that we have to do better. An inspiration to, to make our lives better, to, to serve God by serving others. When we look at Jesus Christ, now there's an inspiration, isn't it? When you look at Jesus Christ and you notice that whenever He was teaching His apostles or His disciples that followed Him, 
basically he was teaching them, you need to become a servant and have that kind of attitude. And here, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, took the mindset of a servant and taught his disciples such. That's a king that's on our level. And of course we got His Word. His Word that is inspired and and is the very thoughts of God. You want to know what God thinks? Open the Bible and read it. A lot of times when I do Bible studies with people and, and I say, you open your Bible, and when you open that Bible, you are literally in the presence of God. Because that's what John chapter 1 tells us. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And later on down it says that it came to dwell among us. Inspiration that gives us hope. Hope that we can overcome any obstacle, any stumbling block that comes our way. Hope that things will be better with our spiritual lives. The hope of heaven. And I can't talk about heaven without every time I do, thinking about Bob Lane. And Bob Lane telling me one time, he says, you need to preach more about heaven. Amen, Bob. Amen. I remember the last lesson that Bob got to hear me give. It was on heaven. I'm so glad it was. Grace, inspiration. The F stands for forgiveness. Ephesians 1, chapter 7, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. And if we look at Colossians 1 and verse 14, it says pretty much the same thing, that Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have the redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. That's a powerful thing. Because without God's forgiveness, we are going to wind up in a place we don't want to be. Sin has its price. Forgiveness also, it destroys. And in the same sense that God gives us forgiveness, we too must gift that gift of forgiveness to others. Forgiveness is a powerful message, a powerful thing. And it is one of those presents, one of those gifts that that we seek with all our heart with God, that 
that all of us know that we do things we shouldn't do. And we ask God for forgiveness, which He grants. Because somebody else paid that price for us. Kind of sounds a little bit like grace, don't it? But sometimes with forgiveness, whenever I need to be given it, man, that is a hard thing. That's the hardest thing sometimes for me to give. Because, let me tell you something. And you all know this, there are some characters in this world. Some of those characters have crossed you, haven't they? Some of those characters have done you wrong. Instead of forgiveness, we really would like for them to get what they deserve. But you know what? I really don't want to get what I deserve. Because if I got what I deserved... I don't know that I could pay that bill. Because if I don't, if I don't, that is a heavy burden for me to carry. Forgiveness helps me go beyond myself. Folks, and that's part of of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ is to go beyond yourself. To realize that it's not about me. It's about somebody else. You want forgiveness? Grant it. Grant it to somebody else. What a wonderful gift that has been given to us. Then I go to the letter T. Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 I, I know. Bobby, a few weeks ago, you, you gave a whole lesson on Thanksgiving. I did. It's that important. It is that important, you know. What is it in Philippians chapter 4, and we use this verse, be anxious for nothing but, you follow through that verse, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Psalms 100. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Thanksgiving. The ability to be able to help somebody else. It is so good when you start to see young people be able to do things for somebody else and then to see how they feel when they have the ability to help somebody else. Folks, there's not a, there's not a thing like it. 
We as parents know that. Parents and grandparents. This time of year, we, we like to disp- bestow gifts to our children, to our grandchildren. There is nothing like seeing that feeling that we get from being able to do that. There is nothing like being able to sing the praises of God, of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. There is nothing like being able to sing those praises to help people and the ability to do that. Helps us to give more love, more kindness. And what is it God has told us? We can't outgive Him. But what a gift it is. What a feeling it is for the gift, the ability to help others. And I'm going to admit something to you right now. I'm, I'm a little discombobulated this morning because uh, I did work on my lesson last night, put the finishing touches on it, got done, had plenty of time to go to bed and get a lot of sleep. But I flipped on my phone and there were some new songs that I hadn't heard, praise songs about God, about Jesus Christ. I set up and played them over and over and over. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And that's part of that thanksgiving that we need. The S, as we look at this, We've got grace, we've got inspiration, we've got forgiveness, we've got thanksgiving. We have come full circle when we get to S. Because F, S, as we get there, you're done ahead of me, aren't you? Is salvation. What a gift. What a gift that is indescribable. A gift. As Titus chapter 2 verse 11, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. 1 Peter 1 and 9, Receiving the end of your faith. It's kind of nice that salvation is at the end of this lesson, isn't it? That the end of your faith is your salvation. You follow through on your faith. The end result is the gift of salvation. I know that all of us look forward. I look forward to being able to Receive those gifts this week and, and unwrap them and, and, and see what they are. 
But folks, don't let God's gifts go unopened that He has given to you. Don't let God's grace, don't let God's inspiration, don't let God's forgiveness, don't let God's thankfulness, don't let God's salvation go unwrapped. Open it. The end result of our faith will be that we receive those gifts, that, that He has provided us a way for redemption. A way that we can be back in good standing with Him. If you haven't been obedient to the gospel, then you need to be obedient to it. You need to do what it says to do. If, if you have not confessed Christ before others, do that. We know that if we confess Him before others, He will stand before His Father in heaven, before the angels there, and He will confess us before them. We know that if we ask for forgiveness, if we repent, we change directions of the wrong ways we are headed, He will forgive us. We know that if we are buried with Him in baptisms, come in contact with the blood of Christ, that our sins will be washed away. Where we'll be raised to walk in a newness of life. A changed person. Why? Folks, because we've opened the gift that He has presented to us. Maybe there are those who have been obedient to the gospel. Maybe there are those who have did what they need to do. And maybe you have fallen back into the world. It has consumed you and swallowed you. You know, when Jonah repented, the whale spit him out. So if the world has swallowed you, repent, and he'll spit you out. And God will restore you to the place you need to be. Whatever your needs may be this morning, we invite you to come while we stand and while we sing.